with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. Sheffield-based Sukup Manufacturing Company is now operating in a fourth North Iowa community. Earlier this year, the company started developing a production facility in the former Serta building located on the south side of Clear Lake. By making this move, Sukup is expanding its dryer line. This year marks 25 years since the company started making dryers. 2023 is also 60 years in business. The family-owned and operated bin and grain handling manufacturer. More than two dozen people are part of the Clear Lake facility. And they are focused on producing mixed flow dryers. Besides uh, Sheffield and Clear Lake, Sukup also has facilities in Hampton and Manly. The Iowa Renewable Fuels Association has released an economic study that says using carbon dioxide pipelines and ethanol plants will increase profits and keep most of the industry from leaving the state. Dave Miller of Decision Innovation Solutions wrote the report which says taking advantage of federal tax credits for reducing carbon and ethanol would dramatically improve margins. We built the industry on operating margins in the 20 to 30 cents a gallon range on gross operating margins. Our estimate is that with the 45Z tax credit, that gross operating margin basically doubles. The carbon dioxide has to be taken out to make ethanol more carbon friendly to compete with other fuels. Miller says without carbon sequestration, the ethanol production in Iowa would move out to another state who would take advantage of the tax credits. From about 2007 to 11, we built the Iowa ethanol industry, and in about that same period, that, that whole industry could move probably not far beyond the borders of Iowa. Iowa Renewable Fuels Association President Monty Shaw says Iowa farmers could still sell their corn to ethanol plants, but would have to pay to ship it. When you're shipping corn, instead of adding value to it where you're dropping it off, you're not going to get the same money. About $10 billion of lost revenues. Miller says pipelines are the best way to ship the carbon dioxide to keep the costs down and allow the plants to expand. It is an additional uh, $2.16 billion a year that would flow into the state. Uh, we have not done an economic uh, impact study on, on what all the secondary and tertiary effects are of that. Sean says other carbon capture options for ethanol plants take time to develop and Iowa could lose 75 percent of its plants without the pipelines. A 40-year-old Mason City man withdrew a guilty plea on the charges of third-degree kidnapping and domestic abuse assault this week and will now face a trial on his original charges in May. The state alleges Michael Atkins Jr. attacked a female in the early morning hours of December 14th in the 300 block of 1st Street Northwest in Mason City by sexually assaulting her, threatening to kill her, threatened to use a gun, and also strangled her. The jury trial is now set to begin on May 2nd on the original charges of first-degree kidnapping, second-degree sexual abuse, and domestic abuse assault for impending air blood flow. If convicted on the kidnapping charge, he would be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Sunday about 10.05 a.m., Forest City Police Department was informed of a police pursuit that began in Wright County. It's possibly headed to the Forest City area. The vehicle, white and color SUV, was being driven by 45-year-old Corey Wayne Bryan of Eagle Grove. About 15 minutes later, a citizen observed the vehicle pull into a garage at 150 Woodland Drive on the north side of Forest City. Efforts were made to have Brian come out of the house, but around 1 p.m. Sunday, a search warrant was obtained. 
Officers with the North Central Iowa Narcotics Task Force Special Operations Unit entered the residence, arrested Brian without incident. Brian was later released from the Wright County Jail as charges are pending in Winnebago County. This week, the Missouri City Council received an update report from the SEH firm to include automation and radio read meters for the city's new well project. Phase one includes the new well, a new well house, water meters, connection to existing water main, and surface restoration in a cost of $651,502 in direct cost and $259,000 in engineering, legal, and administrative costs totaling $940,500. Next step is the design of the actual well, which must be completed before any awards could be made from community development block grant funds. The Marble Rock City Council this week amended the city's current fiscal year budget and approved the maximum property tax levy for the next fiscal year. A public hearing on the next fiscal year budget will be held March 13th at 7 p.m. Another business, the Marble Rock City Council approved putting a can redemption self-service donation receptacle down by the boat ramp and bridge in City Park. The AGWSR School Board this week reviewed the proposed next school year calendar. Superintendent Eric Smith will continue to work with staff for input on the 2023-24 calendar. Another business, the AGWSR School Board received information from Smith on using a food service management company. He will continue to update the board on the idea. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios 26 and the low of 16. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting.